how different was your life five years ago? It was a lot different. So five years ago, I was going to high school, played football, went to one semester of college and ended up dropping out of school. And then today it's pretty much being able to have the freedom and flexibility from creating content, travel anywhere in the world where I've saved up, you know, multiple six figures. As long as I do have an internet connection, I can do my job. It's a skill set that you acquire. In your early 20s, what is a skill that is important to develop? A skill that I believe in very well is high ticket sales. Super simple. It's selling products or services that costs a lot of money. There's the buyer, and then there's the company, and you're the person that just makes the deal happen. Pretty much your whole life is some sort of sales, working with people, that sort of thing. So if you can be very good and very persuasive, then you're able to get a lot of things done because if you want influence, you need to be good at you know selling. A lot of people that go to school, they say the best four years of college were my best four years ever. And the only reason they say it's the best four years of their life is because quite honestly, the rest of their life probably sucks, right? And it's because they went into, yeah. you know, a path into something that they didn't really enjoy and they got put in a box by social pressure, other people telling them to do things and you go to school, get in a ton of debt. I mean, honestly, it's just a system that they put you in so you can work for them forever. That's just not the way I wanted to live. And then if you look back, if you want to get a little bit more into history, John D. Rockefeller quoted, I want a nation of workers, not thinkers. He donated the most to the school system and he is known for shaping how it currently is. Knowing what you know now, if you're given all your time back, what would you change or do differently? And would you even consider going to school? With what I wanted to do, I would not consider it. You're using school as a social safety net to give yourself an excuse for why you weren't winning. Exactly. I had no skill sets. I really had nothing. So it's almost that rocky cutscene of hitting rock bottom and then going and figuring out how do I quickly, you know, accelerate my growth and what are the things that I have to do on a daily basis to achieve that. This is Wisdom for Teens. My name is Alex and welcome to the Wisdom for Teens podcast. In today's episode, I will be joined by my lovely friend and fellow creator, Jacob Hopkins, where we will be uncovering some gold nuggets from his teenagehood and the lessons and takeaways he got that now led to him being where he is now. Enjoy the podcast. This is Within for Teens. My name is Alex Renko. My guest today is Jacob Hopkins. Jacob, I really appreciate that you took the time today to make this happen. Alex, I appreciate you. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. I would like to know a bit about you. How different was your life five years ago? It was a lot different. So five years ago, I was going to high school, playing football, and then today, it's pretty much being able to have the freedom and flexibility from creating content, to travel, to work that I love to do. It's all that sort of thing. So it's been a huge shift from being a regular student that played sports. So it's been a pretty cool journey so far. A lot of things have changed over the last five years, and I'm super excited for the next five years to see what will change from there. Yeah. Where did you envision yourself being five years ago versus where you're now? So I envisioned myself starting creating my own sort of business. So I feel like I've stayed aligned to that. I didn't know it would be in sales or what I'm doing now specifically, but I always dreamed of being someone who creates an impact through the things they build, not necessarily working for someone else or doing that sort of thing. So similar, but in terms of exactly what I'm doing, I didn't think I'd be in the position that I am today. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah. During those five years, was there something that you didn't expect that you went through? Yeah. So dropping out of school was interesting. So I dropped out of college, my freshman year of college, and I didn't necessarily know how that would play out. I always thought I would start a business right off the bat, but really the paradigm shift for me was being able to build 
build skill sets to be in the highest point of leverage to start a business. So from dropping out of school to actually working a job to build a skill set, what I like to call learning and earning, I think that's been a transition or something that I wasn't expecting in my journey. If you didn't drop out of school, how would your life would be different? I'd still be in school right now. So I'd be a junior in school. I would be studying that sort of thing and not really living up to what I feel like would be my full potential of taking a different path than other people so I can get a different outcome. It was quite scary for you, right, to drop out. I think you lose that security, right, that you have somebody behind your back, in this case, the school system, that protects and gives you the safety net. And, right, you're talking about it. You're using school as a safety net, which didn't allow you to start doing the thing that you actually wanted to do, right? Yeah, it really was. And that's kind of one of the things that shifted in my mindset of perspective is school isn't a safety net. They want to say it's a safety net, but there's no guaranteed outcome of school. For the most part, you're going to get a degree that many thousands and thousands of other people that are going to be hitting the job market the same as you it's getting. So a piece of paper showing that you can study well and learn well isn't necessarily, you know, a safety net in my opinion. I think a safety net is building yourself up to be a valuable person, whether that's through school, whether there's, you know, things that you have to learn through school or whether that's, you know, taking your own path and figuring out how do I learn these skill sets because we're in such a different environment than even our parents were in years and years ago because yeah. there was a lack of information, right? You had to go to certain people to get certain amounts of information. And there's so much information out there. If you can find it and really be your own boss about it, then you can learn a lot faster and build yourself up to a level of value that wasn't possible in the past. So it's been a cool perspective change and it's really a cool environment that we're living in today. Yeah. What were some beliefs that you had to change about the school system that allowed you to do something for yourself? Because I think when we live in the beliefs of like, this is the path, this is it, what in your mind had to change in order to be like, no, but this isn't a safety net. This isn't like a solution that gives me an outcome that I want in the following 10 years. What would that be? I think it puts you in a box, right? Because it's like you have to follow this path. Just looking at it from, you know, the zoomed out view, a lot of people that go to school, they say the best four years of college were my best four years ever, right? And it's because they went into, yeah. you know, a path into something that they didn't really enjoy and they got put in a box by social pressure, other people telling them to do things. And that's just not the way I wanted to live. And then if you look back, if you want to get a little bit more into history, John D. Rockefeller, he donated the most to the school system. And within that, he has a famous quote, I want a nation of workers, not a nation of thinkers. And so it's like, if you really look at it from that view, I think school is the right path for some people, but also, you know, it's really understanding who you want to be, who you want to become. And if that journey aligns with that person's goals or your goals of the person that you want to be. And a lot of the times it doesn't really translate or relate to that. If you really dig deep and look at the cards that you have to play. Exactly. I want to go into a different tangent. I want to know when you're growing up, the challenging parts of your life. What was the biggest challenge you had to overcome? The biggest challenge is when I decided to take that step to really bet on myself. Because a lot of the times, you know, your friends or people around you are telling you to do the opposite of what you want to do and what you feel like is right to do. And so going through that experience, especially being so fresh and new, and you really have to look at yourself and say, I am not valuable yet but I want to become valuable. How do I get there? And so going through that transition of dropping out of school, I was losing a bunch of money at the time with a failing business. I was honestly not being the person that I wanted to be to the people around me. And so really going through that experience, I had to make a big bet on myself. And really, I had to shift the rules that I had for myself to create the reality that I wanted to create. And 
that was a tough time because it was going from a lot of structure, school, sports, et cetera, et cetera, to shifting into, okay, now I have to work harder than everyone else because I have not built a valuable person who I want to become. And I had no skill sets. I really had nothing. So it's almost, you know, that rocky cut scene of hitting rock bottom and then going and figuring out how do I quickly, you know, accelerate my growth and what are the things that I have to do on a daily basis to achieve that. So that transition there was a tough transition, but it's like almost getting pushed off the cliff. That step you have to take that typically is the hardest. It's the first one. What was your experience like in that transition stage? Because as you said, you're losing money constantly in a failing business. It's probably extremely frightening to have that experience when it's like you have your back against the wall. What helps you commit in taking risk in times when the outcome isn't guaranteed? I think... It's just being not happy with the situation you're in because there's all like the how to be 98% more productive. Like what are the productivity hacks? And I think the biggest productivity hack is being in a position where you have no other options and you have to make it work, right? And you're so unsatisfied with the position that you're in that every day you wake up and you're hungry and you continue to be hungry because you have no plan, you have no other option. And so I think that's really what propelled me into really just putting in the work and being ultra productive. It's because I have no other choice. I have to make this work or I'm going to let down my friends, my family, everyone around me. That's counting on you know the decisions I had to make. I had to change the way I was living my life. That way I could prove myself that I made the right decision or prove yeah. to myself that I made the right decision. When we make these hard decisions, we always have these fear of doubts coming to us. What about you? Did you experience any doubts in yourself or like lows during that transition that certain tactics and beliefs allowed you to stay strong to yourself and only focus on what you can control and actually produce and build something? Yeah, so I think Alex talks about this. It's this weird feeling that you have where ultra successful people think they deserve the world but are also very insecure on how they're going to do it and they're consistent. So it's like that constant paradox or battle of hey, you know, I know I believe in myself, but then there's those days where you wake up and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. And I think the only way to overcome that is the third thing, which is staying consistent in what you do, being able to put in the work day in, day out, no matter how you feel, because if you never quit, you can never fail, right? If you just keep going, you can turn those failures into lessons and you can build off that momentum. And then once you start getting wins under your belt, then it can really propel you into the next phase of now you have that momentum. Now you can keep pushing and keep going. So I think it's really analyzing the situation and saying, how can I make the most out of this? And then building out that game plan and then not shifting from it, not saying I did bad today. Let me pivot and let me do something else. It's just, if I keep trying this, I know other people have done it before. How do I get to that point where I can do it as well as them? I think with trying to do something over and over again, the distractions come at one point. Did you have any distractions during that time? Right, your phone, maybe you go on social media and then you're like, wait, yeah. if I do what I'm doing currently right now, taking low levels of action, where am I gonna end up in six months if I just keep doing this? In the same place, right? Yeah, exactly in the same place. And that's just something, if you can be self-aware about it, then you can make those changes to saying, okay, this is the thing I'm doing now. Is this serving me? Yes or no. And then it just becomes that self-discipline of being able to cut everything else out or cut out the distraction. That way, you know, you can use your most valuable resource, which in my opinion is focus to be able to get the things that you can. Mm -hmm. What about removing distractions? If you have a distraction that comes your way or something new comes up, maybe you go into TikTok scrolling, that becomes your new obsession. You go and start being a Netflix fan. And then you're like, but my goal is this. Is mm -hmm. it having a clear goal and a clear path in your opinion? Or is yeah. it just having the discipline? It's both, right? At the beginning you know, of my journey, every day after I dropped out of college, I wrote 100,000 by 2022, 100,000 by 2022. I wrote it pretty much every day on a note card 
that way I always knew where I was mm -hmm. going, right? And then if anything didn't serve me from that path, if you look at my phone, all my apps are deleted. I have a certain handful of apps that I need to use. And even then I still get distracted with some of them because I still have to have social media, you know, with all the content and all that sort of thing. So it's just being able to figure out what's your goal, where do you want to go? How do I consistently make efforts to get there? And then if I notice something's distracting me, how do I get rid of it? The easiest way to get rid of it, especially if it's a distraction on your phone, is just delete it. Make it harder for you to access that thing. Yeah. Imagine that you drop out of school and the first year you go in to sales, you start mm -hmm. learning a bit, you start getting a feel of it and the first year you don't make anything maybe you lose 20 grand you go take a course and it doesn't work out what would you do if the outcome wasn't there another year right if you truly believe this is the path you've seen other people be successful in it why shouldn't you be successful right and then if you can take that mindset and say i just have to keep going and i have to not work aimlessly and tirelessly and not improve but figure out okay what are the things that i'm missing what are other people doing that i'm not and then day after day be able to put in those actions that support that to be able to get to where you want to go because, hey, if you do something for a year, why should you be good at it, right? People have been doing it for 10 years and are barely decent. So it's like continue to put in more time with the thing that you're doing. And I think if you really believe that it's the path for you, then just continue to go, continue to push through. Because if you do that long enough, the likelihood of you figuring it out is pretty good. I believe so as well. But most times people say, don't dream too big because it's unachievable. But I personally believe that we can literally get whatever we want if we just put mm -hmm. a certain action to it. And some of us get something sooner or later based on chance or some people just get luckier than others. Some people can have success instantly, right? For example, mm -hmm. you made your first YouTube video, it got 700,000 views. You instantly got traction. Somebody can yeah. start making a YouTube channel 100 videos in, you don't get anything. Imagine you go into YouTube, you take a risk, and then it doesn't turn out for the first year. And everybody starts pressuring you like, man, like, where's the money? It's not coming in. And then everything's not working out. And then you fall under. I believe that other people, when they also connect your action to the outcome and it's not there, they'll also start pushing you and you also start feeling smaller. In that situation, what would you do to keep putting yourself out there, keep having that long-term vision, but at the same time, not let anybody come into your sphere and affect your amount of effort that you're putting in, in action? Yeah, so I I think it's just having the belief around what you want to do. It's like what creates a great business or a great relationship? It's expectations set properly. So at the beginning, if you set expectations, like I went into the beginning of YouTube and I said, I'm going to do this, you know, for the next five years, and I'm going to do it consistently. And I'm going to see what happens. And I'm blessed that the first video popped off, but that wouldn't have changed the work that I'm going to do. Of course, it's exciting now that it's possible. It breaks different beliefs that I have, but I went in with the expectation that it was going to take a long time. So then when you go in with that expectation of this is going to take five, 10 years to be successful and then you do it quicker, then the lens that you look at it through is I'm not failing, right? This is the way it's supposed to happen. And then when you happen faster, you start getting in momentum because you start seeing those wins faster than you expected. So I think it's just setting the proper expectations for yourself of how long is this going to take? And then in that time period, how do I make consistent actions and work with speed and urgency and intensity in a short amount of time with a long-term vision or a long-term outcome? Yeah. And as you're going through it, you said you shifted many beliefs, right? Imagine you make your first video. If it pops off or not, you will have a certain belief about your ability to have people watch you, right? And it's just how fast can we break these beliefs? Exactly. And at the beginning, if you just go into the filter, of, I'm going to suck. Like I tweeted my first video and I said, this is definitely a skill set that I'm to build because I felt like it was a terrible video. But other people reacted, you know, differently. But I came in with that sense of at the beginning of this, I'm not going to be good. Why would I be good? Why would I deserve to be good at first? People have been doing this for years and years and then finally got their outcome that they desired. Why would I be any different? And then if you come in with that humble mindset, then once you get into momentum, you can get into momentum a lot. I feel like people's ego can also 
affect the way they produce things. I want to relate this to my story. I started making my first video and I call up my aunt. And I'm like, on, I think I'm going to start sharing my shares of my YouTube channel. This takes so much effort, the editing and stuff. And like, this is so hard. I have to edit videos for seven hours. I have to edit the shorts, put captions on it. I just kept complaining over and over in a voice memo. It's like seven minutes of just me complaining. Now I look back at it, of course. And then she made an eight-minute voice memo to top me off the memo time, explaining to humble me up and like yeah. come in with the attitude, you're going to do this. And mm -hmm. if this is truly what you want, if you want to go into YouTube, you're going to have to be working if you want a certain level of success a certain amount of hours and I accepted that and I took action towards it remove my ego completely my ego was the only thing that was stopping me because most people are like oh I'm not gonna edit so, so many hours I'm like I will I will outwork everybody and that puts me in a certain category of people that I was so fortunate to have my aunt remove that whole thing in my mind that was stopping me from taking proper action towards what I wanted to do Exactly. It's you versus you. At the end of the day, it's super mm -hmm. powerful because it's you versus you. If you can eliminate the things that are holding you back and identify them, that's why you're such a stud, man, because you're able to push through that and say, you know, hey, these are the things I need to do to get to where I want to go. Yeah. I'm sure you know these three important things that determine the path and quality of life of every single human being, which are beliefs, character traits, and habits. What character trait do you admire most in others and why? I think the biggest thing is honesty, loyalty. Really, if someone has your back, right, you guys can conquer and do things together. So I think those character traits are huge. Being able to be real with someone, being able to be straight with someone, and then being able to have their back. I really appreciate those. And then, of course, the willingness to be able to put in the work and stay disciplined and, you know, push through those hard times. So in terms of relationship, someone that's willing to call you out on things that you should be doing and be honest with you and then be loyal to that path for you and with you and then have a similar drive as well. I think those are character traits I personally value and character traits I want to embody and continue to embody because I think those are the things that serve people in a very long-term vision. Yeah. My friend always says this quote. He says, before you can have that, you have to be that type of person, right? People always say, I want loyal people in my life. I want people that respect me. And how do you surround yourself with people that reinforce certain character traits that you want to have within yourself? It's just being the person that you want to be surrounded with or by, and then it's just meeting a lot of people and then figuring out over time, you'll realize who the true people are in your life and that sort of thing. So first you have to become it. And then it's just about meeting the people and figuring out, hey, do they embody the same values that I do? And then once you do that, then you can create a relationship that can potentially serve you for the rest of your life. Most people know that if they want to be around successful people that are affluent, that are super ambitious, you have to be that type of person, right? Mm -hmm. But we're the average of our five closest friends. So if we're the average of our five closest friends, and we want certain people around us that are super enthusiastic. They have certain character traits that we want to embody. If we're around hanging out with these people, we're the average of them. How does somebody go about if these four don't have these character traits, finding them and becoming that person, even in the circumstance of being not the best average? of the five people that you spend time with. I think a cool thing that we have now is being able to connect with people or connect with content, right? Because those people aren't there yet. You have to work on yourself and then you can go out and look for people online that embody the same values that you want or the type of person you want to be. So you can almost have a tight relationship with them because you can hear what they're saying on a daily basis and then take all of that and pull it together to help create the person you want to become and then making those real life, real world connections. And when you build skill sets and value that will serve 
those people as well. Yeah. If you're hanging out with five people that don't embody the types of character traits, beliefs, and skills that you want to have in yourself, I think distancing yourself from them, whether it's going more in your room if that's your parents, whether it's spending less time outside practicing football by yourself instead of those friends, and then spending time alone and now realizing that you have the virtual world to your disposal at fullest, you find people in accordance to what type of character traits and things that they're into that you're into as well and you can start learning virtually. And then that's how you build yourself within if that's not the people that you spend time with. That's what I understood, right? Yeah, you nailed it 100%. And those real world connections are still very important, but we have almost a way to be able to surround ourselves with people's ideas and that sort of thing in a virtual setting. For example, today we're going to breakfast in our house and five workers came in. All of them had phones and they put volume to the max and they started scrolling on TikTok like it's their work and they scroll and they scroll and they scroll and I didn't stop them but I wish I could stop them Yeah. but it's just realizing that you have access to the most powerful library dictionary social connection device in the world and the way you use it determines your entire quality of your life literally you can be using it for 8 hours a day making content maybe messaging people trying to connect or you can just be scrolling on TikTok and those are two options that are completely controlled by your mind and if you aren't able to control your mind or if you are you will curate your life in an extraordinary way just by mastering the simple gadget that you have most people don't even master their phone like as you said deleting apps is part of mastering your phone and i think this is not a topic that most people talk about they don't notice it that something new came out which are phones they're only like 20 years ago nobody knew what a phone is probably now it's something new and if we master it which most people don't take the time to we are already above everybody in the ability to make ourselves and develop certain knowledge within us a thousand percent it's a super powerful tool that we have access to and we can have it serve us or we can have it not serve us it's the way you look at it as well exactly it's just the way you use the tool and if you're able to have control in first then you can control the tools around you exactly but what is the belief that served you really well in your life i think the most important for us younger guys as we're getting into it is just that belief of long-term thinking quick day-to-day actions and then at the beginning of something why would you be good i think that served me the best up until this point because if you come in with that mindset and set those proper expectations for yourself then you're able to exceed those expectations and not fall short of them all the time i think expectation is the thing that crushes every experience if you come in and somebody says wow this restaurant is the most amazing restaurant you come in there you're like oh decent so your expectation crush it if everybody says it's amazing you're like okay maybe that's going to be amazing maybe it's not and then you can be pleasantly surprised or you can yeah. just be like okay the restaurant was a restaurant and we just detach our expectation fully from every circumstance from every action that we're doing we're able to go and create so much amazing things because our action our input or the place we went to is never linked to the place itself we detach that and that's what allows us to actually enjoy it and more than anything else and persistently do something that is important to you for example making youtube videos detaching the outcome from your output makes your output fueled 10x you just put it out where's my action going to next video yeah. next video not about how much views i get and when you shift that it locks more hours mm-hmm. it locks more confidence and most of all you feel comfortable like you're never in the rush of like getting the likes or not getting the likes in my belief i agree with you 100 percent and that's super powerful if you can take that mindset in then you can have the love for the game not necessarily the love for the outcome and then if you can play the game forever then you're probably gonna get the outcomes that you desire in your early 20s what is a belief or maybe a skill or a character trait that is important to develop a skill that i believe in very well is sales because pretty much your whole life is you know some sort of sales working with people that sort of thing so if you can be very good and very persuasive then you're able to get a lot of things done because if you want influence you need to be good at you know selling and the other reason why i like the skill set there's many skill sets to get like if you want to be a computer scientist learn how to code but if you want to build a business you want to build a leader if you can learn sales if you look back at many of 
the greatest entrepreneurs, they all started out with some sort of sales experience and sales personality or sales gig, that sort of thing. The thing I like about it the most is you can learn a skill that's going to serve you forever, but at the same time, you can create a bunch of leverage monetarily. There's really no ceiling to your income. So you can earn a lot very quickly as long as you learn the skill set, which will give you leverage into other skill sets or buying other people's time or whatever it might be to get the things that ultimately you want to get done. If you want to be a leader, being persuasive, being influential is something that's huge and that's served me up until this point. Yeah, that's amazing. Jacob, where do you see yourself being in five years? from now? Five years from now, running my own business, being a leader, helping impact many people within that. Really just with what I'm doing right now, I want to have more leverage so I can help more people throughout their path or journey. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I know I'm going to continue to make the most logical next steps that I can to be able to get to that point. And so that's someone who's great at leading people and making a bigger impact with higher leverage. That's the person that I'm working on becoming. That's amazing. What are complementary skills to sales that you believe that also add to it? In my opinion, having ability to talk to people, having charisma to come up to people mm -hmm. and not being shy, I think that's like a side skill. What, what do you think are other skills like that that can contribute to sales? Listening is a huge one. Being able to listen to people, truly understand what they're saying. People who buy feel understood. Mm -hmm. The greatest form of understanding, in my opinion, is relatability. And that's why when you relate with someone's story and relate with what they've done, you automatically get that trust and want to buy into what they're doing. It's because you truly feel understood. There's a whole bunch of things. Being able to be articulate, being able to be concise, being able to grab people's attention are all huge. But if you're really able to listen to someone yeah. and understand what they're saying, if they feel understood, you can solve their problem. Yeah. I wanted to ask you this question. I'll add something to it as well to spice it up a little. Knowing what you know now, if you're given all your time back, what would you change or do differently? And the spicy piece on top, would you even consider going to school? So personally, with what I wanted to do, I would not consider it just because of all the options out there to get to where I wanted to go faster. I think it served me going to school and going through that transition because it gave me a story of relatability. I can understand whether you're in school or not, what that feels like and what that looks like. So I'm grateful for it. But yeah, I probably wouldn't have gone. And I think the thing that I would have changed and done differently is just started documenting the process a little bit earlier, because I think it'd be super cool if you know, I could show people the journey of this is what it was like when I first first got started and they could see that unfold. And I think the reason I didn't is you know, that second thing of what makes people successful is they feel like they can accomplish anything, but deep down they're scared they're not. I was scared I was going to start filming and documenting that process and never really turn into something that would be impactful. Wow. Let's move on to the final round, which is the quick fire round, my favorite. So yeah. 15, 30 seconds announcer. What do you appreciate most about your parents? supportive. They're willing to bet on me and understand that I'm not willing to do what most people are doing. I want to take a different route. I'm super grateful that they support me to do that. Amazing. What is the best advice you ever received? If you're going to do it eventually, you might as well do it now. What are your top three values? Top three values, honesty, loyalty, mm -hmm. and hardworking. And then the ability to work hard and not quit, do that hard work, potentially being resilient. Amazing. What is the worst advice you ever received? Worst advice I received, do what everyone else is doing. You're going to end up like everyone else. Someone told you that? Yeah, just follow the plan, follow the path. Just see what they're doing. You'll be good. 
Wow. To do extraordinary things, extraordinary levels of action must be taken. Exactly. What is the best purchase you ever made? I spent $12,000 on a real estate wholesaling program. And I think that was a great purchase. Investment in education were some of the best ones. I spent, you know, a couple hundred bucks on a dropshipping program. That turned into, you know, me doing 30, 35,000 a month dropshipping. On the other side of things, I invested $12,000 to a wholesaling program. It cost me three to $4,000 per month. I was losing money, but it put me through a position where I had to level up and then it led to me starting to learn sales because I realized that's where the biggest hole or gap in my game was. Yeah. What is the lesson that serves you to this day? You start something, you'll suck. And that's okay. If you can do that, <laughs> seriously, thank you. You set proper expectations for yourself, then you'll be able to exceed those expectations. What is the story or a quote maybe that really helped you? A quote that helped me, and I'm going to butcher it, but I think it's, I had to make major changes to the life I'm living to prove that I made the right decision. Because if you're going to do what other people aren't doing, then you have to make major changes to what you're currently doing to prove to yourself that you made the right decision. You can't be doing the same things that everybody else is doing and expect a different outcome. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing, Jacob. Okay, this was it for teens. My name is Alex Franco. My guest today is Jacob Hopkins. I really appreciate they took the time today. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And subscribe down below, leave a like on this video, and then click this video right here. Enjoy.